One of the main ingredients in our product line, Saffron, has been proven over and over again in clinical double-blind placebo trials to be an effective form of treatment for depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Saffron has been used by many cultures for thousands of years for these purposes, and now the research is here to finally back it up, proving that plant medicines and ancient healing practices can actually be an effective alternative to pharmaceuticals. From caffeine-free latte powders to saffron baths and capsules, there's something for any modern woman looking for ancient healing. Again, that's code the fullest podcast at checkout for 15% off. I hope you enjoy your new daily saffron ritual. Hi everyone, welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guest is someone who I've admired for so long, and I finally got to meet her today, Jenna Cavello, the founder and CEO of Agent Nature. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Nikki. How are you? So good. I'm so glad we're finally in person together. I know. I feel like it's been like years and yeah. years. And then like from 2020 until now, it was just like, it feels like a month. I know. And, <laughs> and now we're here. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to hear your story. I feel like you know, I followed along your journey for all these years, but just hearing your story come out of your mouth all at once, like not through, you know, just Instagram posts is just going to be so special. And, you know, you've created such an incredible line, but I want to start with like, what were you up to before agent? Like what inspired you to start agent? But like, what were you doing beforehand? Oh, uh, like, well, I was like hustling. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, doing a lot of different things. I was um, styling with this stylist, Ryan Hastings. So we were working with Jen Aniston a lot at the time mm -hmm. and Rooney Mara and like a bunch of other celebrities. So I was doing that. I had a kid's um, clothing line that uh, was sort of interactive. I would set up these art workshops with wow. Vogue Bambini and the whole message was unity through art. I created um, these characters and I wrote this kid's book and kids could paint the the characters and the t-shirts any color they wanted and I made these dolls so the kids could color them black, white, yellow, pink and then I did... Um, that I was your Diddy. line? Or yeah, it was my, oh my line. Gosh. And I did like Diddy's kids birthday party. And like, then they like colored the dolls. Yeah. And I would have these like art workshops, like all throughout New York. Um, I had like all of this press from it, but it wasn't monetarily successful. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that. Um, and then prior to that, I was a shoe designer. And so... Um, I was traveling a lot to Europe and to China for work and I had to like completely give up designing shoes because the endometriosis, it just didn't allow me to travel so much. Wow. I was getting so sick with my periods. Um, and so I had put that on the side and then I had the kids brand and then I was styling and then I temporarily went back to freelancing with the shoes right before agent. Um, 
and then I was diagnosed with adenomyosis. Okay. And which is endometriosis that is inside the muscle of the uterus. Mm -hmm. And it was really incredibly painful, more painful than the endometriosis. And uh, I was like on the floor throwing up oh for like seven years. <gasps> and like, During really your period? Cool, or really, like all yeah. the time? But also sick like up until like ovulation, like sick like 14 days yeah. a month, <gasps> like bedridden uh, for seven years. I almost like had a hysterectomy. That's how bad the pain was. And I was, oh my gosh. I was uh, determined to like heal it myself, but... Um, I was really close to giving up several times. And so that's really how Agent was birthed because I had been in so much pain from the adenomyosis. And, you know, my father and different people were telling me to avoid the aluminum and antiperspirant since I was a teenager. And I thought they were crazy. Like to hear that in the 90s, like I just felt like, oh, like this is so weird. Like you sound insane, dad. Yeah. Like I like I'm still going to wear like deodorant and I was like wearing like secret like the spray the aerosol I was just thinking of that yeah <laughs> oh my gosh um and so then my natural doctors said you have to avoid the aluminum and antiperspirant because it's an endocrine disruptor and it can really mimic estrogen and you're already estrogen dominant so I bought some natural deodorant in 2014 and I'm like, this is so gross. This makes me smell worse than I smell without deodorant. And I said, I'm going to make my own. And so I just started cooking it. And it was really weird because I had done ayahuasca like three weeks before wow. for the first time. Oh and I gosh. know that was connected to it. Totally. It was It was totally connected to it. Did it come through while you were... In the no, I I did it in Bushwick in New York and in, in Brooklyn, and I when I like when I left, I just knew I had to put the kids line yeah. to the side, and I'm like, this is done, and I have to close the door, and once I completely close this door, the door is going to open for what I do next. And I think three weeks later, I was cooking deodorant, and I had no intention of selling it at the time. I was just making it for myself. And then I was like giving it to friends. Then like Naomi Campbell got a hold of it. Like how about that time? <laughs> With like your um, styling? She got through this girl, Ashley, who owns a PR company. Wow. Um, and then she sent me this like really nice uh, Ashley Margolis. It's her name. Oh my gosh. I love Ashley. She's the oh, best. She's an angel. She's an angel. She like knows what's good. Like when she sees it. Yeah. Wow. She sent me this letter and she's like, you created something like really, really special. And like, I don't know, it really inspired me. Yeah. And I had no idea at the time, like what agent was going to turn into. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of how I got started. And then I think we started connecting like Probably in like 2016. Yeah, we did. Yeah, pretty really like, early on. Really early on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then you had your one deodorant and then you did your like collab with Shiva. And I did the collab with Shiva. And then Shiva and I had known each other like forever. Oh my we, gosh. We had uh, met through Rosetta Getty like a long time ago, like 17 years ago. We'd spent like um, time together at Shiva's or at 
uh, Rosetta's house and became friends. Um, and then she said we should do something together. And she helped create like the most beautiful scent oh that's gosh. still like one of our best sellers. Wow. And uh, then I went to school in the south of France for natural cosmetics and fragrance right when Shiva and I launched the, the deodorant. Wow. So you moved there or you would just go back and forth? No, I was in France like three months that year. And then ever since then, I've, you know, spent probably a quarter of the year since 2016 in France, just like learning and studying and sourcing and uh, working with a chemist there and learning how to formulate. That's so crazy. Like, and people, you know, when you look at a brand, you don't really realize how much work goes into bringing even just one product to life. And now you have a whole suite of like how many SKUs? Like Kristen, how many SKUs do we have? Thirty six. Do oh we really? Gosh. Does that include travel size? All right, without travel, what is it? Twenty two. Okay. Wow, twenty four <laughs> or twenty five different products. Yeah, I mean. I don't want to overwhelm people though, because I started with one SKU yeah. and $300. I ordered like 200 bottles from the UK. They were little travel size and I couldn't afford to print them. So I uh, just ordered stickers. I made my logo myself, Agent Natour. I came up with the name myself, designed the logo myself. And so I put the sticker on the bottle and then I would put them in like a little black velvet jewelry bag to make Cute. them look nice. Yeah. And then I couldn't even afford to print the boxes. So I bought the boxes off Uline and then I put stickers on the front and the so back. So smart. And then I would like go into detox market like every week. And I'm like, you guys have to sell this deodorant. And um, at the time, the girl who worked there, Jasmine, um, she was like, this is like too oily. It's too soft. And then like uh, finally, like they said yes to it. They were like one of my very first accounts. But I'm just telling that story because I started with $300. It didn't take so much money and it wasn't so difficult to um, to do it with just a tiny bit of money. That wasn't the challenging part. The challenging part was the formulation. I think I cooked the deodorant a hundred times before. over eight or nine months before getting the stick correct. Because at the time there were really no, no baking soda deodorant sticks on the market. Like Schmidt's only had a jar at the time. Yeah. And then there was something called pit paste and that really worked, but that was, was also a in a jar. And then there was like uh, Tom's, but that wasn't like effective. So yeah. So yeah. So I like to tell that story because I feel like, you know, when there's a will, there's a way and you don't need a ton of funding to, to start. But what's different now compared to before is the, the green beauty space was very small then. Mm -hmm. And so my retailers for the most part, all like found me through Instagram and word of mouth. And there wasn't so much competition mm -hmm. at the time. So I was kind of the only luxury natural deodorant that was in that space coming out of LA. So it was easy to get the retailers on board. Yeah, that makes sense because mm -hmm. it's definitely grown since you 
yeah. launched. But I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't found there's, yeah, I guess there's a lot of natural deodorants on the market, but I feel like I just continued to use yours or like go through trying to not use any, which is like not a good idea. What's your favorite one? <laughs> no, I love yours. Like you your, did, yeah, oh, I love the unisex one right now. The black I feel like one? I like, I like to switch it up uh-huh. just because I think, and you have one that's now baking soda free, right? Mm-hmm. So which, I have, yeah, yeah, I think is really cool because some people have like detoxing effects from baking soda, right? Um, well, two things happen. One, when you switch to a natural deodorant, some people sweat more because you've been clogging that area for so long um, that for me personally, when I switched to the to my deodorant, it, it completely took away like any bad smell, but I sweat profusely for a year. I was like dripping sweat because mm-hmm. you have to think you've been clogging that area forever. Yeah. So it took me a year to detox and to stop sweating. And now I like barely sweat at all. Um, but with the baking soda, what happens is it's so alkaline and our natural pH is a little bit acidic. Um, so that alkalinity can irritate people and they can get the rash. And so I came out with the sensitive version uh, for people that, you know, do get sensitive to the baking soda. And sometimes I do as well. And I reformulated uh, the sensitive because my original one just wasn't as str- like strong enough for me. And now I can wear the sensitive and it's like perfect. Wow. And it really like takes away and masks the odor and truly works. Can you like work your way up to the other ones? Like if you start with sensitive and then you get used to it and then use like have deep or like, you know, gotten used to natural deodorant enough that you can do the other or you would just recommend sticking to it? Well, there's one thing that'll take the rash away. Like if you do an apple cider vinegar wash oh, before cool. or after, that'll sort of neutralize everything. Yeah. Um, and it, it'll make it so it's not as alkaline. So you can do that. But if you're, you know, continuously getting the rash from the baking soda, it just means it's too alkaline for you and you should probably stick to the... Um, to the sensitive. I was breaking out from the baking soda, I want to say like the end of last summer. And so I used the sensitive for like three months, but now I'm back using the rose. Yeah. And I haven't had any issues. So our bodies kind of change too and kind of like tell us what they want. With the season too. With the season. Yeah. It's so crazy because when I was 16, I must have been like a little bit younger because I hadn't met my husband yet and we met in high school. But like I was sweating so much and I would just I was so embarrassed because I would just like get the rings under my arms. And that's yeah. kind of when my mom would tell me like use she would use like crystal deodorant, you know, like yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. Crystal, and I was like, yeah, just like you like it doesn't work. But she was like, okay, fine. If you're so upset about it, I'll take you to the dermatologist. And like, she took me there and they were just like, there's nothing we can do. You just have to put Botox under your arms. That's the only thing that's going to stop you from sweating. And my mom was just, my mom was an esthetician. So she was just like, I'm not giving her Botox because of this. That's ridiculous. And so I never did it. And that's when I kind of started my journey too. Just, you know, different things open you up to like thinking about what can I do? But it is really crazy how we're like, we, I didn't think about how if I just use natural deodorant or didn't clog it, it would like on its own adapt. 
you know? Right. And not, and not sweat as much. You want to sweat, you want to detox, but there's also people that maybe they sweat profusely and they don't want to sweat on their wedding day. Right. And that's completely understandable. Or maybe they're wearing like some sort of silk shirt that like leaves the mark. I recently found this ingredient called like this lily bulb extract that I added to the sensitive deodorant and they call it a topical Botox because you can formulate uh, with it for skincare and for deodorant. So it temporarily paralyzes the muscles on the face. I use it in Holy Lift. And wow. people will say that it prolongs their effects of their Botox and they don't have to get it as much. But it is incredible because it also makes you not sweat as much. Wow. So it has this like Botox-like effect where you can use it on your underarms and you can use it to formulate for skincare. How do so. you like find your ingredients for formulation? Like you're still formulating every product yourself? Yeah, I'm still formulating everything except uh, the SPFs, which are coming out uh, in July. Oh my god! So I've tinted and untinted. I've been working on it since 2017. I tried to make them in France like for many, many years and they just ironically and unfortunately didn't have the technology to not have the white sheen um, and for it to be mineral-based. So that I didn't formulate myself just because there's so many FDA regulations around sunscreen. And then I have a growth uh, mascara that's coming out in the fall that uh, is a sim- similar formulation. It has some of the same actives that my Lash and Brow Growth Serum have. Mm-hmm. So I didn't formulate the mascara. Okay. And uh, then next year I have makeup coming out. Oh so. my gosh, so many fun things. Yeah, lots <gasps> of fun things. But aside from that, the skincare, the supplements, I'm Yeah, like the body, the all of that, you've done mm-hmm. it all. And I remember you saying at the time, like it's pr- a lot of it – at the time, I don't know if anymore, but like, is pregnancy safe? All of it. All of it. Everything. Yeah. I had uh, I had this active in Holy Lux, which it's a growth and detangling scalp serum. Wow. And so I had this active called Capixel, which is a red clover leaf extract. And uh, like my French toxicologist said I didn't have to label anything or say that it wasn't unsafe. But if you look up red clover, it can be estrogenic. And I like to be so transparent. And I get asked all the time. Like my my customers are really smart. They're really savvy. And they're really conscious of what they're putting on their skin and in their bodies. So they all ask, is it safe if I'm pregnant or breastfeeding? And I would always have to give this disclaimer. Yes, it's safe. But just so you know, red clover leaf extract can be estrogenic. And I hated having to say that. Yeah. So I just took it out. It wow. was just easier to just take it out. And so you can just so say So I can just say the, the entire line is safe if you're pregnant and breastfeeding. And if you have any concerns, check with your doctor. I think that's so great. I used, you know, 
at the time it was just like holy oil. Mm -hmm. Um, and you had like the body oil had just come out when I was pregnant with my first son or my, my son, which is my first child. And I just used it all over my body for stretch marks. means you're having a second son. I know. I hope not. I I think two is good. (laughs) I hope not. My first son. I mean, I feel like your second son is coming I know. I like everyone, every psychic has told me I'm going to have another one. We'll see what happens. Who's your favorite psychic? Oh my gosh. This lady is insane and she's in Long Island and her name is Tony. Tony? Oh my God. She's no, insane. No, I know. But I just had don't... a reading with her no like, way. The, for the first time the day after my birthday. I'm dying. I just had a reading with her yesterday, the day before my birthday. Wait, when's your birthday? Today. Happy birthday. You. Wait, you're a Gemini a good... too? Yes. Oh my God. Wait. <laughs> Wait, when's your birthday? When is it? May 23rd. Oh I literally, God. all I've been talking about is Tony me for the last too. week. Literally. Did me she too. guess the names? No, she she keeps telling, because I've had two readings with her now. She keeps telling me like, uh, like, do you want to have a third? Because like, it's guess, waiting. But it's did waiting. she guess anyone's names in she, your life? Yes. She's insane. <laughs> and she knew my midwife's name. She knows my husband's name. She knows my gra- my grandparents, my ancestors, yes. all of their yes. names. I yes. was like, okay, and my grandparents are Iranian, like, didn't have, you know, it's like you couldn't even look them up if you wanted. Like, there's no way you would find out my grandmother's maiden what name. What is it? What is it? Mohammadi. She was like, Mohammadi, and she's wearing her Burberry scarf, and she's doing, I was just like, you're unbelievable and she, everything has she has said had has come true since the last session so i was like i'm having another session with her and last night i was just like i'm obsessed with this person and i can't believe this person exists because that's what my mom was saying she's like how does she get the names so kim vanderbeek was like i'm getting you a session with this psychic She's like, you're welcome. She's like, and I'm not going to tell her your name. She's like, because she guessed my name. So she didn't guess my name. She asked what my name was, but she gets, she's like, who's M-A-R? I was like, whose name starts with M-A-R? I'm like, my mother. Oh my God. She's like, but on the other side, I was like, her grandmother. She's like, who's Rose? I'm like, my aunt. Like, it was crazy then she's like who's andy and literally like my best guy friend that i was on the phone with the night before for an hour i've been talking about tony since may 24th nonstop. <laughs> and now we're gonna use this podcast to talk about her because literally everyone <laughs> needs to connect and she's really no, hard we can't to get share a- her with anyone she's so hard to get a hold of for like kylie's been trying to get in for months she's and- an angel She's I an angel. I cannot believe it. And I love her style of sharing information too, like you're saying, because she works with your ancestors and your angels and she shares like good information. And She's an angel. I really think so. She's like, you're going to Europe in September? I was like, yes. She's like, oh, you spend a lot of time in France? I'm like, oh my God. But she told me, and she told me to share this. So this is the best place okay. to share this. Okay. She told me that more people pass in September than any other month. Why? And I didn't ask why. I just listen. I just wanted to listen yeah. to her, you know? Yeah. Um, and she said that the time that you should pray the most are in September because that's when you have the most support because people transition on the other side. So she's like, I need you to go to a church in September 
I need into a church you've never been in and light a candle and make your wish and walk in and say like, my wish is granted and I need you to pass it on and tell people you're doing it to keep the chain going. But it has to be in September. It has to be in Europe. For me, it had to be in Europe. And I'm going it, to Europe. <laughs> and um, you have to um, tell people and light a candle and make your wish. Wow. And I'm so happy you're sharing it here right now yes. because I really believe that. I yeah. really believe that. And that's kind of what she was saying because my mom is really just so into prayer and she's had so much happen in her life. When she was 12, her father was executed in the Iranian revolution because oh, wow. he was the head of the CIA. There, Savak. So and she is so connected with her culture, which is like what's really fun for me to share like saffron with people because it's yeah. like directly part of my lineage. And it's she was like so delicious, talking about way. it. And thank you. And I'm drinking it right now. And with the holy main collagen, it's insane. I love it. This combination is so good. And we're going to have it tonight at your event. So yeah, she was just saying that like she just knew. She was like, your mom's prayers are working. Her prayers are like rhymes to the universe. That's how she said it. it was so beautiful. Wow. And I really believe in the power of prayer. Like no matter what religion mm -hmm. someone is, I really believe that like that connection and that faith is there for us to reconnect, even with the people that are on the other side that have passed that just want to protect their yes lineage yeah it's so beautiful it's, yeah it's i can't believe it's tony i know I <laughs> i'm so excited because i think you all have to have everyone has tony. to and anyone listening like i just i really believe in i mean this is happening for a reason for us to be like sharing about it and we both had a conversation one day away from our birthdays with her that's insane and I didn't know today was your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. No, such a gift to be with you today. And oh, thank you. And yeah, I think that like a lot of what I think is so amazing about starting a business and seeing it grow and like like you said, hustling, grinding, but like you had this belief in you knew inside of you like like you're the one to bring this to people. And what you've created is helping so many people. I mean Part of what we do at The Fullest, too, is like we, our product line is so great for women for fertility, for postpartum and all that. And it's like, but part of that journey is really detoxing their whole skincare and beauty routine. And that's mm -hmm. something that there aren't that many brands that are, you know, trustworthy and exciting and inspiring that you want to send someone to. And yours like is totally that brand for people where and being able to say across the board while you're pregnant, you can use any of these products just like replace them with what you have and there's like a root you can literally replace your lash and brow serum like everything now with your line you are so supportive thank you're you so, so much no like, thank your you words are so kind and i appreciate you so much but it's true and yeah. i think like you know it's so cool like you had a couple other things you were doing before and you did have your own business which the kid thing does sound cool and i could see that happening like and being really successful in kids parties but this it's like there's like a certain amount of hustle and grind and like having a good idea and then like really doing something that you're like it's your vocation in life and it's your calling yeah it does feel like it's my calling I feel like my biggest struggle has been the endometriosis and I feel like this was the gift that it gave me. Yeah. You know, like I've struggled since I was a teenager and I've been in so much pain and I 
if I didn't have that pain, I, I wouldn't have my company. So totally. it's definitely the silver lining. But also, like, I have always had a manifesting mindset since I was a little girl, mm -hmm. since I was like three or four years old. And I would always focus like on what I wanted and the vision of what I wanted to create. Um, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. I yeah. had no idea. I just focused like on the end goal. And if somebody told me that I was going to get there by cooking deodorant on my stove, I would have thought they were <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, but I then I enjoyed it so much. Like it was so fun to mix and to make it. And then when I started working with my chemist, she said, you're the only person I work with that has like a firm understanding of, of formulation. And I don't know where you learned how to do it or how you do it. I have no idea how you like understand it, but it feels very innate and natural to me. Yeah. So it does feel like it's my calling because it comes, uh, it comes like very easy, like for me to formulate. I don't know where that came from but there are strict regulations and standards and I abide by all of them and all of my formulas have yeah. to be checked and they go through a regulatory process in France and so my chemist checks everything that I make I don't know if you know this but like the laws have changed a lot for the first time I think since 1938 there was a, a law passed uh, for for beauty to to regulate oh, I didn't um, know brands that. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty strict regulation. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because at the time I was calling for the regulation and I do think that there are ingredients that should be banned and California is one of the first states to ban a bunch of ingredients that are toxic for skincare, which I think is amazing. But there's also a lot of regulations that are going to make it very difficult for brands to start because it just means you got to you got to put out more money yeah and, pay and it's so true consultants and, and you have to have like a responsible person in the u.s and you everything that you make has to be in an fda approved facility now and wow. so it's yeah. going to go into effect by i think by 2025 Wow. So I don't know how that would have worked for me had I been no. cooking deodorant in my kitchen back then. So there are some pluses to it, but also it it just becomes more about money, another way to regulate and another way to um, get money from people. Yeah. And uh, what's happening in Europe, because I get – a lot, the majority of my actives in Europe for the skincare. And what's happening is um, like before your product is like approved to sell in Europe, it has to go like, they have to check every single ingredient, every single supplier. And the tiny suppliers are the ones they give the most trouble to. So like the big uh, corporations in France where I buy my actives from like there's no problem at all with all of their paperwork it's all ready to go but it's like organic aloe powder or like a simple tiny ingredient they give like hell to the tiny supplier and they're always approving those big, bigger the 
yeah, the big corporations. So it's kind of like cutting that small farmer out that maybe they don't have every single test report and allergen report. And so sometimes you have to fight back and you have to say, is that really needed to approve this formula? Because sometimes it is needed and sometimes it's not. And they're just being very difficult because they only want to approve those big corporations. I see that a lot with what we're dealing with, with saffron too, and like importing it. And then, you know, we have to make ours in a good um, GMP facility, good manufacturing practice. And like, they have all their rules and regulations with their, which are great. But then like you're importing saffron from Afghanistan, from like small farmers that don't have every document but like we can do third party party testing testing and and they just that's the whole problem the whole problem is if you want to test and you want to see if it's safe then do the testing on the final product and have the toxicologist test it and do all your allergy tests on the final product why do you have to do it for each ingredient and get each paper when you can just take the final product and you can fully test it for everything that you want to test it for. Because that's not what it's for. It's to cut that supplier out. It's so true. It's so sad. And I'm seeing so many of our like various saffron suppliers are like so bummed. They're like, Nikki, I can't afford this. Like I can't do this, but you know my product, you know this. And it's like, you know, we're, it's just a bummer. It's yeah. a really big bummer, but I think you're right. And I think it's important to fight back and to fight for them. And, and there are ways hopefully around it that you can work and you just have to like not take what they say right away. You have to work together. You have to work together and you have to work around it and fight yeah. back and say, is this really necessary? Do you really need this to make this product yeah. approved for market? And can I third party test it? Cause yeah. it, it all gets third party tested. I know. Anyway. So yeah, it's really, it can really drive you insane. Insane. Yeah. Which, yeah, I want to hear about like that sort of part of the business. Ugh. Like, how are you? It's grown a lot. You it's, just told me you have 23,000 square feet of space yeah. and you're growing out of it. Like, that's yeah. crazy and yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I have it like, uh, I have many different teams, you know, yeah. that I manage and oversee. I have an incredible, I think. I've built an incredible team. I have Kristen here with me now who she's been with me for a while, actually. (laughs) She started off um, assisting and now she is running sales and she has gotten my wholesale business like to a place it has never been. And the percentage that it's up is just insane. So I mean, Kristen, you have done like insane, like insane. She is like this type A, like she like whips me into shape. Yeah, it's so (laughs) necessary. She just doesn't stop. She doesn't stop. She told me that um, her, can I, can I please share dad? Dad has files on each child. It's like a file that he pulls out oh my um, gosh. about how they're like performing. Oh how they my perform gosh. And they would have room checks. <laughs> they would have room checks. Okay. I love so that. That is why Kristen yes. is the way that she it is. It sounds like my uncle. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So basically, I. Um, you know, prior to Kristen, I had checked out of wholesale. My wholesale business was like just not organized. The you know, just it 
it was just a mess prior to Kristen and she came in and she just completely kills it. So um, I started just focusing on DTC Mm -hmm. in 2019 and I had, you know, we had no idea COVID was going to start. And so what had happened was like during the lockdown, everybody started finding agent through my blog. Yeah. So they were like, looking for health you know everybody was just like looking at the alternative health tips that i put out and that's how they found agent which was really interesting and so then dtc like exploded in 2020 thank god yeah um, well it makes sense because i read somewhere 69 percent of women in the united states are interested in alternatives that's a lot 69 percent wow 69 percent it's just that they like they just need to find you in order yeah. to see the possibility. I think yeah. really that's where the disconnect is. And like, that's why the health industry is really growing. It's like, okay, I'm interested in it. I just don't have that person that can show me what I can do that's different, you know, yeah. or what I can like just switch my product to. Like, that's simple. Yeah. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. So that makes sense. It's just like been growing since then. And I didn't know you had a background in like design and stuff. So it's really cool that, you know, you did your own logo. You've done a lot of your own, you know, stuff. And I think that's amazing. And that's another thing. That's another skill that a lot of people don't have. Yeah, I, um, I'm i really hands-on, probably. (laughs) For sure don't. (laughs) Probably, I'm like, I'm. I'm pretty hands-on with everything mm-hmm. and I'm I maybe I'm like kind of a control freak until I get to the point where then I'm so exhausted and tired that I have to like hand the task to someone yeah. else to do but we have a great team uh, we're a tight team um, but also it really comes down to how you hire as well like I usually trust myself when I hire and if I have a gut instinct not to hire someone and if I go against that I really get myself into trouble um but usually I feel like you know as soon as you meet somebody if they're going to be great for your team and you can't get to a place where you're desperate if you're desperate and you know the person is a no you're gonna it's gonna like end in it like in a mess yeah I think it's so important to share that too I think trusting your intuition Mm -hmm. is something we you know, try and share with women because a lot of times women in business, they just like, you know, they forget that that's the, that's like the upper hand that women have is this ability to trust this wisdom that we have that, I mean, not that other people or men don't have it, but it's like, we're connected on in this realm on like in a whole different way than men are and we have that ability to tap in and like our periods all of the things that we experience our bodies they're created they're so complex but they're created so that we have something that happens to us that reminds us to check back in with ourselves and using that in business I think is huge and I think sharing that with people is so important because a lot of times people like you said they just shut it off what do you think the best way is to know what your intuition is versus fear. Okay. Tell me. I am, because I'm all about like figuring out what to do to tap back into my intuition. Mm-hmm. I think that is a really good question. Um, what I like to do is like have rituals that 
remind me, right? So like, I mean, your period is a monthly natural ritual that just happens to you, but like I vaginal steam and that's like a great time for me to get ideas. I'm like not on my phone. I'm just like with myself and I'm like tapping in and doing something that feels like it's calming me down and calming my nervous system down so I can really focus and like really tap in to see what is my fear or what is, you know, um, what my intuition is telling me. Bathing, walking, steaming, showering. Like, you know, people say I get my best ideas in the shower shower. is because they're like reconnecting (laughs) with an element of the earth, like water. Hopefully they have like good water that they're showering and good filter. But I always find that like if I'm confused, I go back to like because I like like doing something yeah. to help me reconnect. Mm-hmm. But then like other things, like I'm really into biodynamic cranial sacral therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just a way to like kind of sit. And I learn like what are my body's ways of telling me. So one of the things I found out when I was giving birth to my son, and I didn't know this before, is my body shakes like crazy. Like I was on the table because I had a home birth with my daughter, but with my son, I first had a hospital birth and I was like, I went through the ringer with them. It was like, even though I knew everything coming into it, I just, it still ended up happening that they induced me with an abortion pill and like all these things started happening and I ended up with an epidural. And But what happened was my body was like bouncing on the table. I was shaking and I was like, oh, that's how my body processes, you know, these big, events or something and I like my sister-in-law like hates me and every time she would call me it reminded me of it because then after that I get really cold I start shaking I get cold and so like after that I was like oh my god this is the same reaction I get when she calls me I'm scared oh my gosh this is the same reaction I get like my mom and I didn't speak for 18 months it was crazy like during COVID it was really sad and it's beautiful now we've like reconnected and we have a great relationship but uh during that time like every time I would talk about her I would shake so I feel like our body does give us messages and we're all different like mine is like an animal shaking after a traumatic event trying to like release yeah but I've um I don't do that anymore for certain things because I've like noticed it and I've worked through it. I worked a lot with a craniosacral therapist to notice it and to release. And I feel like it's really nice to have someone else that kind of like helps you notice in session. And then like when you do the rituals and other things, then you're like, oh, that's what that is. That's my fear kicking in or that's my. You got to give me your cranial sacral therapy. She's local. So like while you're here, I hope that you can like. She's here? Oh, she'll come to LA if you're here for the summer. Okay. She's amazing. I used to see Shiva's guy, uh, Sanford. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is Have, he not the guy in Topanga? He he moved. Okay. He moved somewhere. He like really went off grid, I think, I during know. COVID. I don't know where he went, but he was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen Oh my gosh. I'm someone. so excited for you to connect with her. Okay. Before I connected with her, I was like, I don't want to have another child. Like I just, I'm good with one. And like, she because um have you heard of like birth imprint and like no, what that, that is okay so it's like this whole philosophy that your birth story is like the story that you create throughout your entire life that makes sense and how like because that's when you came into this world and obviously like when you're in your mother's you know body there all of that is like playing into it but while you're in labor or while you're like 
coming out and your mother's giving birth to you, like whether you had a C-section, that's like a different story. It's like if it was a scheduled C-section, it's like I didn't get to come out on my own time. That can be a story. Um, I was vacuumed out. So my mom had me naturally, but I was vacuumed out. So my whole story is like, I can't do it by myself. And that has been something I've been working with her on for since my son's almost five, since he was not even two years old. And we talk about it. We've been talking about it this whole time. And like so much has happened in my life. I mean, I mean, we have like a whole like hours to talk about it. But today I called her and I was telling her about Tony and then like some other meeting I had. And she was like, Nikki, it's your birthday. And like you've completely rewritten your birth story. And I was just like bawling because I couldn't believe that like those things that happened to me ended up happening on my birthday because for so long I felt like, And I share this, like my family has really supported me with the fullest, but I've come to a point where I'm like, I really need to do it without them. And it felt like very mutual and it's a really difficult decision. And like, it's hard because I'm very supported by them. So obviously it's like, it's hard for me to be like, okay, I'm going to do it on my own. Were you vacuumed? I was, no, literally. I basically today like confirmed that I'm like, I'm, I didn't need to be vacuumed anymore. Like I'm doing it on my own and it's so crazy on my birthday. But I feel like it's just a testament to like just following your path and like trusting yourself and like trusting that like everything happens for a reason and trusting in prayer. And like, there's a lot of shitty things that happen too, but it's like, I think all about your perspective. I really think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard sometimes, though, right? Because we, like, get in our movies. Like, a lot of us have trauma, you know? A lot of us have PTSD, and we can't, like, get over things just through talk therapy, no. you know? Like, sometimes we need other modalities to help us, and for some of us, that could be ayahuasca or ibogaine or psychedelics, and, you know, EMDR therapy is something yeah. that helped me a, a lot. My husband, too. A lot. Um, and I just heard of something called brain spotting. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. brain spotting? I just found out about it the other day, but I guess it's a similar technique to EMDR. Um, I don't know much about it. I'm looking into it. Do they like hook it. you up? Like, I'm not sure. Okay. I, I literally just literally found out about it. I want to say it was on Sunday. And oh my gosh, so I'm going to so start cool. researching it and like writing about it on the blog. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, we all like have our stories and our we all have our um, trauma that we've dealt with, you know, and we have to figure out how to move forward and get out of our negative headspace because we all can get there yeah. and we can all kind of ruminate in our in our thoughts. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think that it's all about being curious and really um, I just did a podcast with Robert Grant. Do you know him? Mm-mm. He's actually local here. I feel like you guys would get along. He like, he's a great one to just kind of philosophize with. But anyways, he, he used to be the CEO of Allergan. And then he kind of is all about, um, he has like this data company that's data security and has a lot of different companies. But we're just sitting here and he's, he is the host of Code X on Gaia TV too. And he takes people to Egypt. So he's like really spiritual too. He's like, there is no such thing as a coincidence. Like that, uh, 
experience like talking to him because I really have always kind of believed that but I go in and out of it you know and just his like definitiveness and what he was saying I was like oh my gosh it's so true leaving that podcast I was like seeing everything with new eyes and I thought it was really cool because when you walk around in life thinking maybe this isn't a coincidence. Like I'm supposed to meet this person. I'm supposed to have this conversation at this time. About Tony. Yes. Like there's <laughs> no way that's a coincidence. Yeah. No. That's crazy. And it's yeah. like, it's really cool. So I, I love that, you know, we're on the same page. Me too. <laughs> but I Me love too. you and your line and I appreciate you coming here and sharing oh. with us your story. And Thank you so And hopefully there's much. more of, you know, these conversations to come. Of course. Oh, my God. Yes. When I start my podcast, you'll yes. come on. We'll talk more wait. about Tony. Yeah, we will. We'll, like, have her on <laughs> three-way. Um, Thank you so much. Yes. And how can people connect with you? Tell us everything. Oh, they can find me on uh, my handle on Instagram at Jenna Covello or at Agent Natur, or they can go to my website, agentnatur.com. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. <laughs>